was the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart. If you're like me, it's been quite some time. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I welcome you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and my friends from around the world to join us live. Put on a comfortable pair of pajamas, pull up a chair, and settle in with your favorite refreshments. And prepare to be blessed as I welcome tonight's guest. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz. This is one of my favorite all-time events. And the reason is I'm one of those people, and I don't know if you're like me, that uh, really has a hard time just kicking back and relaxing uh, with my girlfriends because we feel guilty, moms, don't we? We have so much on our plates. And so um, this little session tonight is just a way for us to get together uh, to be encouragement to each other and um, just to uh, listen to a wonderful, encouraging talk. And today, um, actually, it's this evening, I am very blessed uh, to have a lady on that I've known for many years. I've watched her um, grow with her writing and her um, publishing, and um, just she was a Facebook friend, and I finally got to meet her in real life, and it was really exciting. She is very, very beautiful and very, very uh, thin. <laughs> so for this, you know, on Facebook, you look bigger. <laughs> so now I can introduce my guest, Dr. Melanie Wilson. Welcome. <laughs> oh, God. Thank I cracked you. myself up, Melanie. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> uh, it's such a pleasure to have you on. Before we get started, I wanted to share with the listeners that uh, Melanie is such a trooper. I guess having six kids and being a psychologist, which is where you get the psycho with six, uh, where you can visit her on her website, um, psycho with six, and the number six is written, um, is a number. It's not spelled out. Um, psycho with six.com, and also her website, which has um, all of her podcast show notes, and that is the homeschoolsanity.com. Um, but I had this idea to get some jammies because I always ask people who are listening, are you wearing your jammies? And um, I had this idea to get some monogram jammies. Well, the monogram didn't work out. Uh, the stitching didn't work out because, of course, only, um, you know, our shirts would um, break the lady who is the seamstress who was doing the um, the stitch shirt, and so she called me, and she, um, you know, had to give me this bad news, and she said, well, how about if I just, you know, press them, and I don't know what that's called, but I really like that. It actually looks better than the stitching would have looked. It's just a lot clearer and crisper, so I sent Melanie a shirt, and I'm wearing a shirt. We're going to be giving away jammy shirts, so make sure if you're here live, that you follow the instructions. We're at mommyjammiesnight.com. And um, if you're listening in the archives, a uh, couple of things. Please uh, follow our show uh, by subscribing to our podcast. That puts us out there in front of other people. So subscribe to this podcast and let other people know that you're listening. And also visit um, Melanie on her podcast. And she's also going to be periscoping uh, so much information tonight, um, and so you'll find more information about that. Where uh, can they learn about that, Melanie? Is that on your website? 
they can find about my broadcast on Periscope and a little bit more about what Periscope even is at MelanieWilson.tv. And Melanie is M-E-L-A-N-I-E. Wonderful. Well, Melanie is um, a techie woman and has been trying <laughs> to get me to, to do Periscope. And I'm a techie person, but I, and I have to get over the, you know, uh, Shakespeare said, vanity, thy name is woman. So once I get past <laughs> that part and I'll, and I'll look at myself and say, oh, my gosh, you have aged before my eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Melanie, I am excited. Um, at the end, we'll be taking questions. So as you have them, if you're on mommyjammiesnight.com, just go ahead. You can start submitting them um, in the event uh, square right there. And I thank everyone for joining us tonight. So, Melanie, why don't you go ahead and, and get started with your talk? All right. Welcome to those of you who are joining me on Periscope. You can find me at the handle at Psycho with Six on Periscope. But this is a first ever Mommy Jammies Night on Periscope, and I'm doing that through the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And I'm seeing some friends joining me already. Yay, I'm excited. I'm going to show all of my Periscope viewers my Mommy Jammies Night jammy top. There it is. So I'm sorry for those of you who are listening <laughs> on the web um, who can't see that. But you can go and you can find the replay for this if you want to see me at catch, that's catch with a K, dot me, forward slash psycho with six. And I'm getting some two cutes on that. So <laughs> they are really cute. And before I begin and just even introduce myself a little bit more, I just wanted to say how very grateful I am for Felice Gerwitz. Um, she is one of the most generous, encouraging, supportive, helpful women you will ever meet. Um, she has really and truly blessed my life. Um, just been so selfless, and I would not be doing a podcast if it weren't for her, and I, I love doing the Homeschool Sanity Show, and um, I'm just so honored to call her my friend. So I hope that you will find her on Media Angels and at our Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page and also online. Well, I wanted to tell you, um, Amy, Amy Milsick says that she loves that we that I do it too. Well, that's great. Um, I wanted to introduce myself a little bit more than than uh, Felice did, and I'm hearing Felice that um, some people need some jammies, and those are going to be given away tonight, which is really cool too. So, um, I am originally from South Dakota. I am from the cold uh, northern state of South Dakota, where it's seems like perpetual winter. <laughs> and I live in Missouri now, and I absolutely love it. I um, came to Missouri to get my PhD in clinical psychology. And uh, I did that. I met my husband. I decided to um, stay in Missouri because he said that that was a requirement for me if we were to uh, get married. And that, that was great with me. Uh, my family actually moved to Missouri shortly after we got married, so that was a blessing. And um, then I, so I finished my PhD. I started working in a Christian practice, and I had my first child, and I thought that working part-time was going to be amazing. 
And it turned out that it wasn't amazing because my baby kept getting ear infections and I would constantly have to um, cancel my appointments. And I really felt that God was calling me to stay home with him. At that point, I didn't think that I was going to be called to homeschool. That came later and I was kind of dragged kicking and screaming to homeschooling. I didn't think I wanted to do that. I didn't think I had been really called to do that because I believed I was called to be a writer and speaker. And so then I realized because the Lord was persistent with me that um, he had called me to do all of those things. And it wasn't my job to figure out how that would all work together. It was his and um, it has worked together. I am a, I'm a very, very blessed woman, woman because now I love homeschooling more than anything else that I do, including writing and speaking. I would give those up um, to keep homeschooling. So that is about me. Um, I've been married for 23 years. I have um, one son in college who is a sophomore. My baby is getting ready to turn 10 this month, which blows me away. So I want to get started sharing with you tonight the message, Too Blessed to be Stressed. The first time I spoke about stress was in 1996 when I was pregnant with my first child. I think it's funny that I spoke to a Mothers of Preschoolers group about stress when I didn't know what stress was. I hadn't yet experienced back labor, sleepless nights, a husband who didn't think his social life should be changed just because he became a parent. I hadn't experienced kids who broke holes in my wall and ripped the keys off of my computer keyboard. I hadn't experienced emotional school decisions or teenage rebellion. And now I have. I know stress. And you do, too. I would love to talk about funny stress tonight. You know, the five-year-old cut her hair again stress, or the dog ate the cake, or I walked into the wedding late kind of stress. But I know that some of you listening tonight are truly, overwhelmingly, despairingly stressed, and I can't ignore that. Some of you are pregnant, chasing toddlers or seeking help for a special needs child, and some of you are doing all of those at once. Some of you are dealing with chronic illness, and you're wondering if there is any relief in sight. Some of you are struggling in your marriage, and you're wondering if you can keep trying if he won't. Some of you worry every day about money. You can't pay the bills. Yet there are needs that have to be met somehow. Some of you are so tired. You feel like you have to do it all. You feel invisible. It seems like no one sees that you can't go on this way much longer. No one seems to care. And so you lose it. You yell. You let the house go. You let yourself go. You stop caring. For some of you, it feels like you are much too stressed to be blessed. And no, happy put a 
a spin on it speaker like me is going to change that. If that's you, know that I'm no longer the naive mom-to-be of 1996. I've been where you are. I know that so many of the solutions to the problems moms face are Band-Aids that don't stop the pain. I don't want to be the woman that says, just take a bath and everything will be better. I know from experience that that doesn't work because kids can hear the bath water running from a mile away. Am I right? (laughs) Yet there is hope for us moms. Naomi was a stressed out mom. She had gotten through the stress of the early years of parenting. She had raised two boys. She had the privilege of seeing them get married. She had a great relationship with her daughters-in-law. Life was good. But then her husband died. Loss of a spouse is very high on the stress scale. But for Naomi, her husband's death was a financial blow as well. She didn't have a way of providing for herself. So she would have to depend on her sons. Fortunately, she did have two who could take care of her, two sons that she could lean on. Then they died too. After losing her husband of almost 50 years, my grandmother said that as difficult and painful as that was for her, it didn't even compare to the pain of losing a child. Naomi, like my grandmother, experienced both. Her family was gone, and with it, any means of support. Naomi was stressed, to say the least. When I say stress, what do I mean? Before the fall, we didn't need a stress response. But once sin entered the world, we did. We needed a way to cope with danger. You've heard it referred to as the fight or flight response. When faced with perceived danger, our digestion slows to preserve blood flow for our brain and extremities. That's why we feel nauseous when we're stressed. Our breathing rate increases to supply extra oxygen to our muscles. That's why you may feel out of breath when you get junior away from that pan of boiling water. Perspiration increases to cool us down. Our muscles tense up, preparing us to act promptly. Our heart rate and blood pressure increase. Chemicals are released into our bloodstream to ensure that clotting takes place more effectively in case of an injury. Sugars and fats are dumped into the bloodstream to supply quick energy. These processes work very well for adapting to the occasional stressor. However, prolonged stress may deplete the body's energy and defenses to the point where disease and even death are more likely to occur. In fact, 75% of physical illnesses are related to stress. The most common results of prolonged stress are heart disease, high blood pressure, infection, flare-ups of autoimmune disorders, skin problems, including hair loss, pain of many types, 
and continuing infertility. Mental health also deteriorates as a result of stress, often leading to anxiety disorders and depression. Naomi of the Bible's book of Ruth was depressed. She told her daughters-in-law to leave her, and she wanted her name changed to Mara, which means bitter. I've read that she may have been menopausal, as though she needed another explanation for her depression. Menopause can absolutely contribute to depression, but Naomi had plenty of other reasons to be depressed. Maybe you can relate. Recent research suggests, however, that there is not a one-to-one relationship between stress and negative effects. In other words, just because you've experienced a loss, you've moved, and you're having financial problems doesn't mean you're going to get sick and depressed. What makes the difference? How you think about the stress. Tonight, I want to share with you three changes we can make in the way we think about stress, any kind of stress, that can lead us to believe that we are indeed too blessed to be stressed. The first change, stop awfulizing and start beatituding. Our front door handle keeps falling off. My husband repairs it every week, and every week it comes off in someone's hand. We like to tease guests that they're the first to break it. My husband tried to replace the whole handle mechanism this weekend, and he told me he quit because it was too treacherous. I laughed really hard at his use of the word treacherous. We can turn a minor aggravation into something truly treacherous with the words we use. My third son was a late talker like his father, and he screamed because he couldn't communicate a lot. I started calling him the little terrorist. What do you think that term did to my stress level when he started screaming? We can awfulize our way into damaging stress by using words like horrible, nightmare, and disaster. A stained shirt A ruined dinner or internet that's down can become dangerous to our physical and mental health when we awfulize. You already know that you shouldn't have a hissy fit over a broken nail. But what about serious situations? Naomi was in one of those. With her husband and sons gone and no means of support, she decided to go home to Bethlehem. Both her daughters-in-law were ready to go with her, which says a lot about Naomi. When Naomi insisted they leave, we know the beautiful words that Ruth said that indicated that she had given up the false gods her family worshipped, and she was ready to make Naomi's God her God. She went so far as to say she wouldn't let anything but death separate them. What an amazing blessing to have someone that committed to you. Yet Naomi awfulized when she arrived in Bethlehem. I left full, she said, but have returned 
empty. Poor Ruth must have thought, what about me? Last year, I was awfulizing, just like Naomi. A dear friend of mine, who'd already miraculously survived a heart attack, had had another. And this time, there was evidence that lack of oxygen had left her with significant brain damage. The prognosis, her husband told me, wasn't good. I spent the night crying and fretting about what was going to happen to her homeschooled kids when she was gone and how we would all be able to go on without her. The next morning, God reprimanded me. Why are you mourning your friend when she is still alive? You don't know what I'm going to do. Naomi and I awfulized when we should have been beatituding. In the Beatitudes, Jesus turns awfulizing on its head. He says that the poor, the mourning, the hungry, and the persecuted are blessed. They aren't living a horrible, nightmarish disaster. How can that be possible, you ask? Because with God, anything is possible. Beatitude thinking is possibility thinking. Beatitude thinking is blessing-focused thinking. I needed to go to the grocery store when I was preparing this talk, and I did not want to. I was awfulizing. I was saying, it's cold, it's dark, and I hate taking all that time. I recognized what I was doing, though, and I decided to take my own advice. As I made my way to the store, I started saying, thank you, God, for a warm coat, for a car with a heater and lights a grocery store just minutes away, a family to shop for, money to pay for the groceries, and help to unload it when I get home. Lord, I know there are so many people who don't have these blessings. Thank you that I can go to the grocery store. As I continued to be attitude, I noticed that I felt light and happy. I chatted with people in the store, and the time just flew. If we want to be blessed and not stressed, we'll replace awfulizing with beatituding. The second change that we will make is that we will stop forecasting and start hoping. Forecasts are based purely on the past and present circumstances. It is the best predictor we have, but statistics can't accurately predict the future. Relying on a weather forecast that's wrong just turns out to be an, an aggravation. But forecasting when it comes to stress can be dangerous. In my forecast, my little screamer was going to keep screaming until he was 18 years old and I could evict him. My 18-year forecast sent my stress level soaring. As a mother whose oldest son is now 19, I can tell you that all those parents who tell you that the time is just going to fly are absolutely right. The screaming stopped, the rebellious phase passed, and all six of my kids are potty trained. Can you believe it? <laughs> my forecast was wrong. Naomi's was too. She predicted that she would go home alone and that she would be left out on the streets to die if none of her family would take her in. 
her prediction added to her depression. The doctor's prediction for my friend wasn't good either. She would most likely have serious brain damage if they could revive her, but even that was in question. Naomi and I made the mistake that leads to damaging stress. We believed the data. Odds weren't good for a widowed woman with no adult sons, and they were terrible for a woman with evidence of brain damage. We were like a tribe that Robert that Robert Redford's character in Out of Africa described. When imprisoned, he said, they died because they couldn't imagine a future any different than their present. But God is not a God of forecasting based on our past and present. He is a God of hope. Romans 5, 2 to 5 reads, And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame. I love the translation that says hope does not disappoint. Why doesn't hope disappoint? Because we hope in the glory of God. He will always be glorified. He was glorified when a young woman named Ruth turned her back on the false god of her youth and committed herself to living with her mother-in-law, come what may. He was glorified when Ruth and Naomi's needs were met by a very godly landowner named Boaz. The morning after my friend's second heart attack, the Lord told me to hope for a miracle. But he didn't stop there. He told me to ask my Facebook friends to pray for a miracle. I really didn't think that was a very good idea because I thought if this doesn't work out, my unbelieving friends are going to be disappointed. But I did what I believed God was asking me to do. I asked for prayer and I allowed myself to hope. If we want to be blessed and not stressed, will replace forecasting with hoping. The third change that we can make is to stop believing God is against you and start believing he is for you. When Naomi told her two daughters-in-law to go back, she said, the Lord's hand has turned against me. It was easy to see why she believed that. She had known loss, loss, and more loss. Before my friend's heart attack, I had had lunch with a mutual friend who was stressed. She said, I know God is good, but my initial impulse was to say, well, of course he's good. You shouldn't doubt that. But the truth was, I doubted that too. Like Naomi, I had had some losses that still hurt. The night of my friend's heart attack, I told her husband, I'm going to pray for another miracle for you. But the truth was, I didn't think God would deliver. In my estimation, God was good, but not that good. I had started to believe the enemy's most effective lie. God wasn't for me. Because I believed he wasn't for me, I awfulized 
the difficulties in my life. I forecasted instead of hoping for him to show up when I needed him. And it left me seriously stressed. I was exhausted and started experiencing disabling pain in my shoulder. Even though Naomi was convinced God was against her, he blessed her. And he provided for all her needs. If you don't recall the end of the story, read the book of Ruth. Ruth 4, 14 to 16 reads, The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. God was for Naomi. And God is for me. The day we prayed for a miracle, my friend woke up and recognized us. She is alive and well today with no brain damage. If God had chosen instead to call my friend home to heaven, he would still be for me. He would have given me and her family and friends his supernatural peace, and he would have welcomed his precious daughter home. If we want to be blessed and not stressed, replace a belief that God is against you with a belief that God is for you. I know if you're experiencing the kind of severe stress I described earlier in this talk of mine, that this isn't going to completely change your thinking. It takes time and much practice and the grace of God. I highly recommend three sources, resources to you that are listed on a handout that you can get for this talk. The first is The Renewing of the Mind Project by Barb Braveling. This book has absolutely changed my life. It will take you through practical exercises that will change the way you think. The second is a prayer journal that asks you to turn over your stresses to God before bed. It also has a place for you to reflect on what happened after you prayed. I recently had the opportunity to go back through my journal, and I marveled that every single thing that was stressing me out, God had managed for me. Finally, if you're a worrier, I recommend the book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. You can listen to the whole book for free on YouTube, but it's worth every penny if you pay for it. Just last week, I had the opportunity to walk my talk. I was playing tennis with my miracle friend when her automatic defibrillator went off. My friend said, I'm ready if this is my time. I called 911, and while we waited for EMS, I didn't awfulize. I reminded her that her defibrillator had only gone off once, 
and that help was on the way. I didn't forecast. I didn't think about what her odds of survival were. I didn't believe that God was against me. I cried out to him for help immediately. And I stayed amazingly calm. I was also able to calm my poor, stressed friend. With a medication and a defibrillator adjustment, she has been cleared for future tennis matches. I've got to be honest with you and tell you that I don't know that I'm ready for that quite yet. (laughs) But I do know this. I do know that we are too blessed to be stressed with beatituding, hoping, and believing that God is for us. We can do everything that God has called us to do, even replacing broken door handles without thinking it's too treacherous. (laughs) All right. That is what I wanted to share with you tonight. Thank you so much for hanging in there uh, with me, whether you're listening on the phone or you are watching on Periscope, and I would love to take any questions that you have. And I think Felice will come back on, and she can tell me if we have any on the website that I can answer. There she is. Hey, hey, Melanie. Oh, my gosh. That was wonderful. And um, it, it's hard, to, you, you know, when I host these, to, it's like having a party and you have all your guests over and you're bustling around and I'm making sure people can hear and doing this other right. stuff. And so I am, this is one for sure I'm going to go back and listen to and just, you know, um, you know, get a notepad and, and take notes because it, it is just, um, you know, there's great comments in the, in the chat room here about oh, great. how true it was. Aww. Yeah. Here's a couple of questions. Um, the first uh, okay. is, is an easy one. Um, what is the okay. name of the book that you, you said was helpful? Oh, which one? I'm getting a question about which book was helpful. I'm I think near the, the end the you were – right. um, Yeah, were... maybe How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. I don't know okay. if it was that. I mentioned the three books, The Prayer Journal – um, the Renewing of the Mind Project, and then How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Excellent, okay. excellent books. Oh, you're, yeah, oh I'm was, so glad. I'm, I'm hearing that um, someone really, a couple people really needed this. So that is great. God is good. good. He, he provides us with what we need in the time yeah. that we need it, right? That is, that is so true. And, you know, many people that listen to this show um, struggle with one thing or another. I mean, this show in particular, because I think um, the people that listen know that, that this is going to be encouraging and, and refreshing. It really has been tonight. Um, okay, so here's the not-so-easy question. Okay. Um, thanks, thanks for taking stress seriously. It is for me. How do I cope when things seem impossible? Okay. The question is, how do I cope when things seem impossible? Um, you believe in the God of possibilities. And you need the support of friends. You know, I didn't share, I mean, I could have talked about, you know, dozens and dozens of ways to manage stress and to cope. Uh, Yes, I am. Kristen says on Periscope, I'm doing some serious multitasking, (laughs) and I am, but that's fine. But, um, you know, we need to lean on one another. We um, We need the prayer support. We need the practical support. We need hugs. 
we need help, you know, maybe with our responsibilities when things are just falling apart. Um, we, we may need to see someone professionally. We may need medication to get us through a really difficult time period. Um, you know, if it's, if it's more of a minor stress period than getting regular exercise and getting more sleep, um, you know, doing, doing things that are, are stress relieving for you, what, whatever that is, getting outside, um, engaging in a hobby, getting together with friends, all of those things can be really helpful. But when it's really, really serious, that might be a time to see a Christian counselor um, or go to your pastor to get um, some help and encouragement. And definitely tell your friends. Tell your friends that you're struggling. That would be my best advice for when things just seem like I can't. It's just insurmountable because God does the impossible. That's what he specializes in. Oh, he does. All right. And, yeah. you know, something, something that um, I, I wondered about because I found this out in retrospect because a lot of times when you're stressed, you are in, um, you know, crisis mode and you work, um, you know, in, in, in that mode where you're not even really thinking, you're just functioning. And right. um, there was a very stressful part and uh, time in my life, but... What I found out later was I was frozen. You know, I couldn't, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't ask for help. I couldn't pray. I couldn't, and, you know, do you, is, is that called yes. something? I mean, you know, because um, I would like you to okay. maybe share a little bit more sure. with the listeners about that. Yes. Okay. So Felice is talking about she has had periods of time in her life when the stress was, like, paralyzing. And she couldn't, she just felt like she couldn't even reach out um, and ask for help. And that definitely can happen. I mean, that is really a symptom of um, severe stress and even depression. And we actually see that in Naomi's life in the book of Ruth, where she is, you know, she's depressed. And what she needs more than anything else is she needs the support of loving people. But what does she do? She pushes them away. She says, no, just leave me. Just leave me. And we can tend to do that. We can just, like, push away from people and just say, I just don't even really know what I need. But that is why it is so important that we have that supportive network around us, even, um, you know, for those times when we are just in great distress. Um, I have a friend who has been going through a period like that. She did tell her us, she did tell her friends that she was really, really struggling. And we were able to, when she was in that paralysis mode, Felice, we were able to, to say, we're going to make these appointments for you. And we're going to go to the doctor appointments and the dentist appointment for you. We're going to walk you through this. Yes, fear can be so debilitating. Mm-hmm. Um, I have someone saying, absolutely. And that is why we need the support of loving family and friends around us who will kind of take charge when we're not able to. Right. And that, that's so yeah. right. And, and, and know, one other, one other thing. Is good. Yes, it is. Go and one other thing. I mean, the Bible is very clear that the Holy Spirit prays for us when we can't even pray, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we don't okay. even know what to what to say we're just hurting so much and i bet all of us have been there that we just don't even know 
what to say. And the Holy Spirit takes over at that time, right? Right, Jana says um, that he is there for us. He is our comforter and he cries out to the Lord on our behalf and the Lord hears on our behalf. Um, I have, because of what I experienced with my friend, I have so much clearer of a perspective of who God really is and how very, very much he loves us. And if I have imparted anything to you tonight, I hope that is it. We can go to him with all of our stresses and struggles. I love that. Well, Melanie, I'm not seeing any other um, questions okay. here. Just lots of smiley faces and hearts about what you're saying, and everyone um, on this end too said they enjoyed it. Great. Um, I'm going to ask you to send me um, the Periscope link so people can watch okay. that as well, and I will put right. that in with the show notes that will be on the mommyjammiesnight.com, and okay. um, and it's it's the name of your. Um, your broadcast, which is um, too blessed to be stressed, and it was funny. It is. <laughs> this yeah. week, I was writing, and I kept, I kept uh, inverting it and writing too stressed to be blessed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I have to that's tell the not right. I have to tell the Periscope viewers that <laughs> okay. she said that she kept. Felice said that she kept writing it, the title of it, as too stressed to be blessed. <laughs> we call that as uh, psychologists, we call that a Freudian slip. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's she was right. already feeling too stressed oh, funny. to be blessed. Um, but what she well, is also saying is that she is going to put this broadcast up on um, the Mommy Jammies Night page. So it, it's funny. Yeah, Gina is laughing over that <laughs> too. I love it. <laughs> I know it, it is. It's just like, you know, okay, so Lord, what are you telling me? And I better just stop here. Well, this whole month, and, and that's the thing that was amazing, this whole month um, I've been talking about, you know, stress relievers and things like that for the holidays because they are coming up because we're recording that now, right now before Thanksgiving. And um, like so many of us, we have just so much going on. So um, I just pray that this episode has been a blessing to you. Um, be sure to uh, thank our speaker by visiting her, following her on Facebook, and she has all her social media on her website. So visit Melanie Wilson um, at Psycho with Six, the number six dot com, which is her blog, and the homeschoolsanity.com website, um, which has all of her show notes and things um, of the the shows that she does and. Um, really, I you know would recommend that you support Melanie, and the best way to support Melanie because the shows are all free is to subscribe to her show and also uh, to go on iTunes and uh, to to rate it. And Melanie, um, I, you know, I'd like you to tell your Periscope people that as well because I will. That, I will. That really helps a lot. I will. Um, Felice is asking me to share with my Periscope viewers that um, if you would be so kind, if you had a minute to um, go to my um, to my show, my podcast, the Homeschool Sanity Show, on iTunes and review it, because that is what really helps other people see it when they go and search for different podcasts to listen to. And, you know, Felice, is really the woman behind the whole Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And so that would really be a blessing to both of us. Thank you so much, Kristen. Oh, that's so great. I'm just getting some amazing feedback. 
And I'm going to say for the benefit of your listeners on the web, um, Felice, that I would absolutely invite you to get involved in Periscope, an amazing supportive community. And, you know, when we're talking about stress, we need all the community that we can get. And these women are incredible. They are so loving and supportive and encouraging. I mean, they are watching they are watching this periscope of mine. It's a long periscope and and they are hanging in there and harding it up for me. Aww. I mean, they're just they're incredible. You can find That's us, great. this community, at homeschoolscopes.tv if you would like to join us. But I am going to for now, because I don't want to take any more of my Periscope viewers' time, I'm going to say goodbye to them and end the broadcast. Thank you so much. You ladies just bless me, bless me, bless me. Thank you. Well, and thank you okay. so much for um, joining us on this and being brave and doing the Periscope and the audio <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and wearing a Mommy Jammies night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great, Melanie. You are a wonderful friend, and I was embarrassed when you um, when you said that at the beginning. But I want to thank you so much um, because you are such no, a blessing in my life as well. And uh, so we will sign off tonight, and um, and hope to see all of you guys soon. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye bye. Thanks, Felice. I'm so happy you came to Mommy Jammy's Night. Please drop my guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with me on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email. God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks for joining us.